0: Hey, you guys, it's Betsy Beers again. I'm executive producer of Scandal, and as you already know, this is Scandal Revealed, the official Scandal podcast that's official. I remind you guys of that every single week because I think I'm supposed to, but now you guys know that it's official, so I probably can stop. So maybe this will be the last time I remind you it's official, and you can just get past the officialness. Before we get started with our incredibly phenomenal special guest, I would like to remind you guys of next week what you have to look forward to. We've got another incredibly great new episode of Scandal that we're going to be airing. It's episode 221, and it's called Any Questions? Thursday, 10 p.m. ABC. And don't forget, at 1 p.m. Pacific time, we'll have our live chat at abc.com, which you guys hopefully have been participating in. This week, we have an incredibly special guest, which is Kristen DeSantos, who's going to be moderating it. And she's from E online. And don't forget the cast will be live tweeting during the episode. Also apologies because I have a cold so I know I sound kind of nasally and when I have a cold it doesn't actually sound hot. Like some people get colds and it gets all throaty. I just get all like this so if it starts to sound like this it's because of my cold. But that's okay because somehow or another my attractively cold infested voice has managed to invite and get accepted the incredibly talented and phenomenal Dan Bukatinsky, who, as you remember, joined us a while back and was so phenomenally popular, entertaining, and fantastic that we forced him back into the little hothouse room of my office. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much I for being here. I had so much here. fun last time. Yeah, I know. We had such a good time. It was, like, so great. And Tan is fresh off his successful tour of New York, mm-hmm. where you were awarded a very prestigious honor.
1: Yes, I was uh, honored by the Family Equality Council, which I was very happy to uh, to accept and uh, proud.
0: We're incredibly proud of you. Thank you. Congratulations. It's an incredibly phenomenal organization, an incredibly worthy cause. It
1: is. It is uh, an organization that's 30 years now uh, advocating for family equality. I, as a gay dad, take for granted how Easy in some ways it is, although it's not. But uh, how easy it is to live with your husband mm-hmm. and your kid mm-hmm. in a city like Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But there, there are still so many places in this country that, for whom, uh, an LGBT or, or same-sex couple who want to adopt and have a child and can't, mm-hmm. it would literally obliterate the uh, the foster system if we, you know, a hundred thousand kids who are still in foster care. So, I was very honored. Not only to be because I play a gay dad on TV, but also because I am one.
0: Which it was like double the trouble.
1: It was like double the trouble. Your human like, life and your character. Two life, for one.
0: You yeah. sort of like both could be there. <laughs> they were celebrating both, the case, and they both were, and, and they I both was, were. Yeah. and which means you were probably in a lot of places at once. It, and I felt less alone. You I, honestly, did. that's it's nice funny. when you
1: have company. It is. I honestly, I always James is always with me, and I'm with James. So well, I think
0: I think James overall is a little more high pitched than you are. Yeah. I, I think so. I think, I think it's that right. voice. I
1: think it's a little bit that voice sometimes, or maybe because I'm always screaming.
0: You 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 haven't screaming a lot back, this season. I it's, say. True. it's actually true. Um, today, Dan Bukatinsky is wearing a wonderful checked shirt, which is very. You look very handsome in that. Is that it's,
1: it looks very designery? You know, it's it's. I don't know how designery it is. It's a it's a shirt made by a company called Proper.
0: Okay, that's kind of designery and. It's well fitting, Dan. I'm going to say you. I can see the bulging of your muscles.
1: See that? Then it did, then it did its work.
0: See, he's he's very buff, <laughs> and he's wearing some nice blue jeans. And I'm really, really liking the the shoes as well, which are these green suede numbers. Thank you. Right. Um, today I'm wearing hot pants and go-go boots. I don't know why. You, they make they your, bu-
1: your they make your muscles bulge. I have to say they do. They're
0: good. They're good. Do you. you like the fishnet stockings under the hot pants? Because I thought. It was a little cold out when I got dressed this right, morning.
1: Right, Well, I think they look better than the way they did a few moments ago where they were over the hot pants. So I'm glad I'm that glad you changed. i glad you gave me that advice because yeah. that was kind no, of iffy. It was just awkward. It um, was awkward.
0: I was sort of feeling with the bomber jacket. It yeah, went kind of together. But sure. I'm, I'm glad I was cold. So the bomber jacket and over. But now I've got them under. I think it's a little less awkward and, truthfully, less binding.
1: Yeah, of course, and less of a panty line, which there was a significant which, before.
0: This is what's also good about having Dan here is because Dan has a very, very excellent fashion sense, <laughs> as well as being able to play a gay dad and also be a gay dad in real life. Oh my which God. you also wrote a book about. I did. I, this I, is I wrote... Actually, I just want to make sure that we all know Dan Thank wrote you. a phenomenal book Thank you. that here in the office we love and we like to give as a gift to our friends sometimes I when we don't have it. gifts. And what is the title of the book? Does, Does This Baby, baby make, make Me, me Look, look straight? straight? Also, one of the best titles of a book ever.
1: Yeah, I'm in, I'm in, uh, in gratitude to uh, to a, a good friend who who cooked that one up.
0: Well, I think your incredibly glamorous life in your real life hmm. is a very nice contrast to actually what's going on with James right now. Yeah. I think what's interesting is you've actually had an incredibly easy time with Cyrus recently convincing him... That it might be a good idea if you went back to work, which is a shock to me. I know. Because that was like pulling teeth last time.
1: Talk to a distracted man (laughs) who is in a state of crisis, which Uh Cyrus often is. I'd say
0: 24 hours a day. Oh, my God. Especially given the
1: particular fire he was putting out in that that episode.
0: That was bad. That was a bad fire. Uh,
1: Sitting in the office and trying to get his attention. And I think the fact that I barely had it is what gave me the the okay.
0: I also have to say that I'm incredibly happy. It was a relief to see you guys back together.
1: Yeah, I have to say personally, even the the amount of time that we've spent sort of in the post-defiance chill. (laughs) Um, I, I like to call it, um, where the two of us were, and again, I don't blame us. I mean, you know, when your husband takes a hit out on your life and then calls it off, which I happen to think is among the most romantic things someone can do, especially in a world of scandal, that who needs a box of chocolates when your spouse can call off the hit. But um, <laughs> but after that, you know, in that episode prior, I think, I don't remember which one, maybe it was last week, but that discussion about, about what each of us has made the other one do, and how yes. morally compromised we yes. feel. And you know, you own, you, you bought my, you sold my soul, or you own my soul, and, and all those feelings, which I think are important to express, mm-hmm. and how they impact a political couple like that. Yep. But it's so nice to sort of be back to a uh, shorthand and uh, to find a little bit of the joy. Which, for James, are you kidding, to be the next Anderson Cooper, what a blast.
0: What an incredible thing, and to have actually the two things in your life you want the most, which yeah. is the baby, yeah, and also Anderson Cooper. Yeah,
1: exactly, and those suits, oh my God, The Betsy. suits, boy,
0: the suits, I gotta say.
1: Awesome, Paul awesome. Smith, thank you so much. Thank you, Paul Smith. And my husband laughed so hard. We had to pause in, in the scene where I am literally like so giddy horny giddy, I guess is the only way you could describe it. Where I'm telling him, he's like, did something happen today? Like why are your hands all over me? And I'm saying, They showed me my suits. Which is the best and thing ever. The best line ever. And Don paused and he goes, Oh my God, they literally know you. They literally know you. <laughs> that is so you and I'm so embarrassed to admit that I have to say that the first time I walked into Lynn Paolo's yep. when I had a fitting, my first fitting Our and, phenomenal I looked, customer. and I looked at mm-hmm. all those suits and I looked at her and I was like Am I going to get to try those on? <laughs> uh, I, forget about wearing them on the show. Right? I. It was the most spectacular rack of clothing I have ever you seen. just
0: touched them. I have to say, I recently was talking to Lynn Palo, because very kindly, Lynn Palo took pity on my poor soul. Shonda Rhimes and I had the privilege of being able to go to the Washington White House Correspondents oh, Dinner amazing. over last weekend with the effervescent Kerry Washington and Tony Goldwyn and our head writer, Mark Wilding. And needless to say, as you guys know, I have a lot of odd outfits that I described to you on this podcast, but I have very few things that I could actually wear to a White House Correspondents' Dinner, which is a very formal black tie event and a little more on the conservative side, I would say. Um, I would think. You know, because it's Washington, it's formal, and it's the White House, and it's people in White Housey things doing White Housey stuff. So I went to Portland Palo, who looked at me and tried to keep the pity out of her eyes as she looked at my sad <laughs> pair of ripped blue jeans and slightly old stained T-shirt. And in her perfect, gorgeous British accent, she very kindly said, "You know, maybe I could help you get a dress." And I said, "Oh goodness, do you think so?" Because. I was going to go shopping. She said, no, you know, maybe I could
1: help you. Which is Lin Paolo code for, you're not going in that.
0: No, exactly. It's like, please know whatever you have in your closet. Betsy, burn it immediately. I Googled
1: you and, and saw the photos, and you look stunning. It's,
0: it, well, okay, so Lin Paolo, just as the lovely uh, Dan Budkinski is describing, I walk into her beautiful den of iniquity of clothing, yeah. and she's pulled, I don't know, 14 things, and I am tangoing with some gigantically large, beautiful dress, which was not actually appropriate for this particular event because honestly, I should have been made queen if I wore this freaking so wet, dress. So what though, it's like pretty women. You get oh. to go
1: in there and do like, <laughs> that's why I love those and fittings. And she's like
0: so great because it literally had nothing to do with what I was doing. But mm. clearly she just pulled it because she thought it would be fun. Yeah. And I was openly weeping. Yeah. I mean, I literally think, I, I, I came up to my husband, it was the same thing he said, you had a fitting today because you have this sort of like, Post happy look totally. of like the satisfaction of rubbing up against good fabric. James is like,
1: I forgive you. Whatever you did. <laughs> You, okay, you know what? Who doesn't, on occasion, rig an election? So, I forgive you. I have my baby. I've got some gorgeous suits. And oh. now you're going to get yours. See? it's That's what happens. That was one of the most
0: beautiful moments of, I would say, makeup. And so
1: fast. And he, what I love about <laughs> when we were acting that scene, Jeff was sort of like so dazed and confused. So, like, what's happening here? What has happened? You're, in, you're we're, Everything's different.
0: He hasn't spent enough time with Len Powell.
1: No, exactly. See if Cyrus spent more Cyrus... time with Lynn
0: Powell and he stopped working worrying about the country yeah. and the nation, and he spent more time getting his suits fitted, Cyrus would be a lot more relaxed because I'm going to be honest, I'm a little worried about Cyrus. Yeah, He gets all sort of red in the face yeah. too, and his little veins stick out in his yeah. neck, which yeah. I know probably James probably finds kind of attractive. Hey, hey, James must. <laughs> uh, because there's a lot of veiny neck There's thing a lot on. of veiny neck thing. As Cyrus. I, I By the James... way, Jeff Perry never. no. That's what's so funny. He's such a good actor. He can actually make his veins st- stand out on cue. Totally, he's
1: very chill as a, uh, and we're very good friends. And what's funny is he'll text me and say, "This is what I'm thinking of wearing to this event." We often appear on red carpets together, and he will often have me fix his tie, tell him what to wear. We're very, per- <laughs> we're very married in real life. It's kind of odd. Our, 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 respective spouses find it kind of curious.
0: So, what do you think was going through James's mind when he sits down with Melly and Melly makes this announcement? I mean. Three
1: what? words. Oh my God. No, I, I honestly think that the like uh, dropping a bomb like that there are so many things. I mean, I, I, when I was in the scene, I remember feeling like, oh, my God, That I know Melly and I know what she's telling me about about two people whom, who I know personally, but what she's telling me about, and the repercussions that this has on a national level, and the repercussions this could mean to my career, for my career, with the repercussions that this can have on my marriage. Like, it was a bomb that had ripples and ripples and ripples. It echoed, and then I can hear... You know. Oh, you can
0: hear the panting Cyrus, in the other corner the, of the room. The corner, the, literally, like there's a, <laughs> there was a wild like, you know, animal making, in the room. It's a, it's an amazing moment because you have this amazing look in that scene, where you're sitting there and it's a little bit like a bar mitzvah boy.
1: It it echoes this this thing that I think is what's so successful about the show is that the show pushes every single character, regardless of who they are, to the to the limit of what they're capable of doing for what they want. And Melly makes a threat and is pushed to the absolute limit to do what she feels like she has to do to get what she wants.
0: I think the interesting thing is this all seems to be ramping up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like what's great about this show certainly is in the last few episodes, everything sort of starts to come to blows anyway. And you and I both know there's gonna be a hoedown showdown of some sort coming up because this, this ain't going to settle well. Clearly, James is in for a penny and in for a pound. Cyrus is not going to be happy about this.
1: I do think, obviously, like everything, there's going to be a ripple effect and there's going to be an aftermath to this. And then, if, if Defiance had an unbelievable you know, ripple effect mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and aftermath. This will feel like a betrayal to him. And I, honestly, he w- we all saw him. He said, go ahead and go on TV. He did. It's not my fault that my first interview was with Mally. Yeah. I mean, I could argue this till I'm blue in the face. But I, I do think it's going to be huge. It, the fury is going to get unleashed on me because he will. He looks to me like, you're, you're mine. You have to, don't I betray think,
0: me. I think what's one of the most amazing things about the next episode, and I'm not going to obviously say very much, is the next episode in a lot of ways is about Cyrus. There's so many things coming to a head, and Cyrus is the only thing they all have in common. Yeah. So watch the episode. When you watch the next episode, watch it that way, because I think you'll see, you'll see it in a kind of different light. And certainly one of the things I will say is the chickens come home to roost on this particular storyline, too, <sighs> which will be... I can't believe I just used the expression, the chickens come home to roost, by the way, which I don't know. Thanks to my grandmother for teaching that to me. But
1: it fits though. You
0: know, Betty G, um, Betty G at, Gorb at 05 who asks us some really really great questions on a regular basis. Wants to know, do you feel like Cyrus loves James more or does James love Cyrus more? I don't feel like they love each other equally.
1: Oh wow, that's a really interesting Isn't question. It's an interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought about that. You know, I've always thought that we love each other differently, but the same with the same amount of intensity. We cling to each other despite all these things. Mm-hmm. It's a Democrat with a Republican and mm-hmm. It's two parents. It's, there's so many things that are fighting against us that I think that it feels like we are really at odds. But I think there's an enormous amount of love there. But he's got to love me more. He's got to. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> he's just lucky to have me. By the way, a lot of people don't feel that way. I mean, I went I doing press for the show. A lot of people are like, why is James so unlikable? And I said, I am. I mean, he is. <laughs> I, and I start defending James. I'm like, I, James didn't rig a, a national election. And James is just, they're like, yeah, but leave it alone, man. Le- leave it alone. And I think there. Are, what I love is there's a lot of varying opinions about what we do and what we're faced with. And, you know, I'm like, sure, I'm the guy with a baby. And you can't not like a guy with a baby.
0: You can't not like but a guy with a baby. some people don't. One of the questions that we have is, if, you th- if James thought Cyrus was the mole, do you think he would report him? That's from I'm um, Gigi Khan at G. Georgette.
1: I think that if, if, if James found actual evidence and could substantiate it, that his own spouse was the mole? I think that underneath all of it, oh, that's a really good question because it was almost it almost killed James to lie to a grand jury about defiance. I don't know whether he has another one in him like that, unless a second child was offered. I was off, just about to say, I would,
0: I would bargain with a baby or maybe a puppy.
1: I'd say a puppy and a baby. And a baby. A combo platter of a puppy and a baby might get me to keep my mouth shut.
0: You know, and a night nurse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Great. Baby nurse with a, maybe a three-year contract. Three-year contract. I'll keep my mouth shut.
0: And a trained puppy.
1: Yeah, already trained. Already trained puppy. I like it. And a new suit. Maybe Vivian Westwood. Maybe Vivian or, Westwood.
0: Or, yeah. Or another Paul Smith. Because I, I wouldn't mind. And I throw in a Donna Karen sweater for myself, too. Okay. But that's, get, that's okay, I'll too. negotiate on your behalf.
1: <laughs> I'm negotiating with a fictional character about a situation that did not even occur. I love it. It's great
0: it. for a person who's not even on screen. I, love I think it. that works out incredibly well. Nero Perla at Nero Perla at Capri 0906, who we love because Nero Perla asks so many great questions. We heard Tony say that being an actor helps him direct. How does acting help you as a writer or vice versa?
1: I feel like uh, being a writer absolutely helps me as an actor, just in terms of understanding scope, understanding sort of layers and why things sometimes are masking subtext. You know, as a writer, that's your biggest your biggest obstacle is to is to mask the subtext. Yep. But I think more than anything being an actor has helped me write because I have sort of an understanding of how not not just how people talk but the way the manner with which if you, if I get inside of a role while I'm writing it I can I can sort of express it in a way that it not only feels authentic mm-hmm. but in a way that's not so on the page which is the hardest thing to do as a writer and it helps me knowing that I'm an actor.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And for those of you who don't know, Danny also is a writer on Grey's Anatomy for us. And his episode, Uh, Do You Believe in Magic?, is the episode that you hopefully watched just before you watched Scandal. Directed
1: by another uh, hyphenate, uh, Kevin McKidd.
0: It's just a smorgasbord of fun. I wish I had more skill sets because it just would be so phenomenal. We should have had somebody who could cook in there too. And it would have been like...
1: All good. I will make you uh, gluten-free pancakes that will that will knock your socks off. See, well, not socks. Those fishnets look like they the take a lot the, the, more. To I'm knock just going to
0: say, and I think looking at these fishnets, probably I could use the gluten-free pancakes, which is What's also What's with a the clothespins?
1: What are they holding together?
0: You know, it's interesting. It was it was a problem getting dressed this morning. It okay. was the elastics a little, it, it's a little dicey. It's the, the, they're old. I've had them for a while. I just like them. They don't make fishnets out of cotton like they used to in the 60s. No comment. <laughs> Dan, stuff's coming out of his nose right now with horror about this entire thing. Oh. Well, I'm amazed at how many things you do so well. It's just incredible to me that you can juggle both having the family, having your like, amazing writing career, all the work you're doing, acting for us, and that you actually found the time to drive over here and sit here and, and, and help me with my fashion sense. Well, you know it I really love you. really kind. So anytime. Thank you guys so much for joining us. The next episode next week is episode 221. It's called Any Questions. That will be next week. We also will have a new episode of Grey's Anatomy, 9 o'clock Thursday night ABC, Scandal 10 o'clock Thursday night ABC. You also can tune into the live chat, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Pacific Coast Time, Pacific Time. It's Pacific. It's all the way in the West, the West time. An amazing person is going to be moderating it, Kristen DeSantos from E! Online. And it's going to be phenomenal. And you guys are going to really enjoy it. And she's one of our favorite peeps ever. She's a huge supporter of the show and has been just an incredibly vivacious and wonderful gladiator. So she will add an incredible dimension to this. And not listening to me blather will help. (laughs) So I will be back hopefully next week with another podcast with another willing victim. In the meantime, thank you again, Danny. My pleasure. This is Betsy Beers. This is Scandal Revealed. Bye-bye.